I'd like to start this next podcast off with two quotes that I found uh, very, I don't know, very important to me uh, and that touched me and really touched on the topic of this uh, particular podcast. Uh, So the first one is from Abraham Lincoln. And he says, and in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. The second one is from Don Miguel Ruiz. You might be familiar with the four agreements. He also wrote that book. And this quote is, death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express what we really are. Welcome to episode 39. Your life and its lessons. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Perfect Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Molina, and this is episode 39. I know it's been a while. It's been, uh, gosh, it has been quite some time. Um, And I'm trying to get everything dialed back in to where, uh, let's see, give me one second. All right. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to get everything dialed back in. It's been a little while for me, and I'll be honest with you right now. Uh, I am bringing you this podcast and I have a slight concussion. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I know I'm laughing, but I I really do have a slight concussion. Um, I bumped my head in my right ear uh, when I was pushing my vehicle uh, across three lanes to get it out of an intersection because my battery had died for whatever reason. Um, And so I pulled I pulled it. I pulled over um, and started pushing it. Right. And as I got it to the curb, I jumped in to try to turn it so it wouldn't hit the curb. Uh, I didn't hit the curb, but what I did hit was my head. Uh, And it took two days for the the symptoms to start. Uh, I was fine. And then yesterday, my I started feeling like I was drunk. I started feeling dizzy and my equilibrium was off. So I've never had a concussion, but you know, it doesn't feel too great. But uh, here I am, the work must be done. And it's been a while since I've done a podcast. So I really want to check in with everybody here and, um, and come back and talk to you guys. All right, so there's a lot to catch up on. So I'll get right to it. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys know that, um, you know, at night, there are times that, uh, that I, I just like to drive, I enjoy, enjoy driving. Um, and so I do a side hustle uh, with Uber and Lyft. And um, so the other night, uh, I picked up uh, a guy by the name of Andy, who um, was taking a red eye to, uh, I believe it was Japan. Um, and yeah, and he, had, he was an English guy. Uh, and uh, had, a, had a bit of an accent. And I was kind of curious why he was going to uh, Japan. And he said he had lived there. He had planned to live there for a year and just never left. Um, went there to teach English and then started teaching and now he teaches health and all that. Um, 
And so we started talking and we had this great conversation about life, about fitness and about uh, my journey of losing weight um, and then him talking about nutrition and, and all this stuff. And he actually happened to be pretty much up my alley for things that really interest me. So we just had this really in-depth talk. Uh, and then he mentions, uh, you know, hey, are you familiar with David Goggins? And I said, yeah, I am. I, I love David Goggins. And I said, he kind of is the guy that gives me a drive every day to, um, to, to move forward. Like days that I feel weak, days that I feel like I can't do things. I look to David Goggins' Instagram to try to give me a boost. And he was like, man, that's great. So we just start, we just connected on that. We connected on reading some books. I had some questions about uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, and he gave me some tips on that, how to, how to lose bottom uh, belly fat, which is very hard for a lot of people, even moms. If you've had babies, it's always hard to lose that bottom area fat, right? Um, so he had some tips on that. And um, we just ended up hitting it off really good. Um, I started telling him that, you know, uh, my weight loss journey was great, but what made it even more amazing to me was that my kids, uh, my, it was the, it was the realization that my kids had noticed a change in me, in my energy. They noticed a change in my, my spirit, my, uh, my just everything, my daily life. I wasn't lazy. I wasn't this, I wasn't that. I was just, everything about my life was more, um, fruitful, so to say. And, uh, and they would mention, you know, how I used to be, you know, this big and whatnot. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me tell this story a million times. But, uh, you know, and Andy, you know, just thought that that was amazing. And uh, I gave him my business card. Uh, he gave me his Instagram. I told him I would love to follow him on Instagram and find out more about his, uh, about his, what he does and to kind of get tips from his Instagram. And so I followed him and uh, he has a company, he has a website called RippedBody.com. So if you'd like to check that out, it's rippedbody.com. And uh, I followed him and he ended up following me back. And uh, I didn't realize he's pretty, he's pretty chill, pretty modest. And uh, he's got almost 35,000 followers on his Instagram. So he's got quite the following for what he does. Um, and I was just uh, blown away. Uh, you know, you pick up the most random people when you drive. And that's a big reason why I love to drive. Um, my love came from touring, obviously from music. We drove all over the country and Canada and whatnot. So I just always have loved driving. But um, I particularly love driving for Uber and Lyft at night because I just meet some very interesting people, people that have helped me along my journey um, and also people that I've helped with their journey. There's a lot of people who listen to my podcast who met me while I was driving. Um, so, yeah, check out Andy at RippedBody.com um, and his Instagram um, is, is on my, if you search through my, uh, my followers list on my Instagram, uh, you'll see, uh, you can search Andy ripped body and you'll find him there. Um, the cool thing was though, when Andy got back home, he put up this video, he was working out, I believe he was on a bike or something. And he was talking about me. <laughs> he mentioned me on his, on his Instagram, uh, stories talking about my story and about my life with my kids and, and how I've is how I've lost so much weight and how I've uh, did intermittent fasting and how we've connected with David Goggins and all that. And he tied it into a, to a topic that he was talking about. Uh, and to me, that was um, special. He didn't have to do that for me. I had a lot of people message me um, and I shared the story as well. And I just, uh, things like that are how this thing works. You know, one person helps the next person, helps the next person, etc. So um, I just thought that was really cool. Um, Andy, if you happen to be listening, thank you so much, man. Um, I love your Instagram. 
it's it's already been a big help. Uh, you know, I'm on 75 hard again. For those of you wondering, and uh, Andy's webs, Andy's Instagram has definitely helped me out a lot. Um, so check him out uh, and give him a follow uh, if you are on your fitness journey. He'll definitely be uh, a good help for you. Um, let's see. Uh, with that being said, real quick, I am back on 75 hard. Uh, this will be my third time doing it. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, yesterday I didn't think I was going to be able to finish this because of this concussion. Um, and even today, uh, I did a slight, I did an indoor workout a little while ago, very, very light, but I got through it, you know. Um, but I'm just taking it easy. So I'm going to kind of try to push through this thing and hopefully this uh, concussion kind of goes away. I'm not going to go super, super hard uh, until I feel better, but I am going to try and push through 75 hard. Um, I'm on day, uh, this is my 16th day, so um, hopefully I'll be able to do that. So for those of you following along uh, on my Instagram, I am on that. So if you have questions, by all means, contact me. I know there's a couple of you that messaged me, said that you're about to start 75 hard. Um, by all means, ask me any questions you have. Um, there are going to be days where you want to quit. Uh, there's going to be a lot of days like that. Um, and if you need any kind of tips on how uh, you can push through days like that, just uh, give me a holler on Instagram. Uh, with that being said, my Instagram is at It's Ray Molina. And the podcast is at The Perfect Mess Pod. Once again, my personal uh, Instagram is at It's Ray Molina. And the podcast Instagram is The Perfect Mess Pod. All right. And before I move on, my website, uh, everything is on there book reviews, things that I'm up to, my Instagram feeds on there, uh, my online shop, um, different services I offer for my business. Uh, go to raymolina.com and that's all on there. Once again, raymolina.com. Okay. I want to thank all you guys for continuing to stay with me and listen to the Perfect Mess podcast. It's uh, continuing to grow and I, that's all because of you guys. I have put no money towards uh, advertising um, and trying to push this thing. I've been banking on word of mouth and sharing it through social media. Uh, and so far, it's growing uh, It's growing pretty decent. And I really, really want to thank you guys for listening. Um, let's see. You know, I ran into... We went to our first Giants game um, about yeah, a week ago. Uh, was it? Father's Day weekend, so I think it was. It was like it was like a week and a half ago. Um, the awesome thing is the stadiums are full again. Uh, I was one of the guys. I'm like, I'm not going to the stadium if they're gonna put us in these little pods, uh, you know, and and tell us, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come. I just I can I just waited. I waited it out, uh, and I'm glad because now the stadiums are 100 percent capacity, uh, and we're back out there. Uh, but we went to our first game. It was a Battle of the Bay. The Giants were playing the A's. And uh, I ran into um, a guy I used to work with, and his name was James. And uh, James is James has a story that, uh, that is very, very touching. Um, but you have to know James to know where he came from. Uh, I used to work with James, and James, um, you know, he came to the job that I was at. He got hired. Uh, someone, you know, ran into him and, you know, would see him every day outside of 7-Eleven. Uh, and this is this was from James. James was telling me how he got hired to the job. Uh, so this guy that used to work with us uh, used to run into him outside of a 7-Eleven every day and, say, and said, finally, hey, you need a job. 
And the guy's like, yeah. James is like, I need a job. Yeah, I really do. Uh, so got him a job. He came to work. Um, he struggled with some, uh, you know, substance abuse and whatnot. He's very open about that. Um, but he was a, he was a fighter, man. He was he was battling. You know what I mean? Came to work every day, busted his butt every day, um, and just was a grinder, man. Um, went from being in a really bad place in his life to uh, finding the 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 drive to pull through, um, not only for himself but for his family to get to the next level to to really get better. Um, I got to tell you, man. Um, you know, James didn't have a whole lot. I found out early on that he was living out of a hotel room um, and was paying, you know, weekly at a hotel room and didn't have a whole lot. Um, I had a lot of extra clothes that I was getting rid of um, and I was going to donate them to Salvation Army one day. And I thought, I wonder if James could use them, you know, and I, and I reached out to James. I put them on a big old bag and I asked him, I said, hey, this is this is with all due respect, you know, if you don't want them, it's totally fine. But I'm just, hey, if you need any shoes, pants, shirts, whatever, I got a whole bag I was about to give away. But I figured I'd ask you first. I don't want you to think I'm disrespecting you. He's like, no, nah, bro, I'll, I'll take them, you know. Uh, and he took the bag and, uh, you know, took them back home and, and did that thing. And um, I felt good about that. Uh, what was interesting and where I found out how deep his struggle really went was one day I took a um, I took a lunch break and uh, this is when I was heavy into music and I used to go to the record store uh, on lunch sometimes. So I drove to the record store and on my way back before my lunch was over, I exit the freeway and I see James at the corner and James is uh, has a sign asking for help. And he didn't see me, but I saw him. And so when I went back to work, I um, I asked about that. And someone said, yeah, he doesn't, you know, he makes minimum wage. Or he doesn't make a whole lot of money. So, you know, he's trying to, he's used to doing that. So he does that and this and just tries to make as much money as he can because of where his situation is. Now, you got to understand, James had... Uh, girlfriend at the time and I believe he had just had a baby and uh, and he was going to war with his own demons you know what I mean and and, and trying to win a very very tough battle uh, but what I'll tell you right now is that dude was a fighter man I could see it in him uh, he didn't have a lo whole lot but I could see it in him um, the sad thing is uh, James ended up getting laid off in like 2009 or 2010 at the job the job slowed down it got he got laid off. Um, I didn't know where he went. Uh, and then two years later, I was laid off, which coincidentally is the last nine to five that I actually had. But yeah, two years later, I was laid off um, because the job slowed down. Now, fast forward to this Giants game we're at. I sit down with my kids and right in front of me is James and his son. His son is now huge. Uh, James looks back at me and he's like, right? And I go, James gave him a hug. I, I hadn't seen him in so long. We had this conversation and he's like, yo, man, um, yeah, I'm, I'm working over here now. 
at, at this uh, this company. I won't name any names, but it's a good company. He goes, I've been there for a while. He goes, uh, you know, this is my son. You know, my son is huge. He's like, and uh, he goes, man, I, I just bought a house in Hollister. And I got to tell you, man, uh, <laughs> I brought a tear to my eye. I was so happy for him because I know James's struggle. I know what he was going through when he was at our company. And to hear that this guy like went and bought, he, he's like, it's the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. I bought a house. He, so he bought a house in Hollister, uh, California. And he goes, he shows me a picture like it, of it when, when they were building it. And then when it was done, he goes, it's not that big. I go, James, you bought a house, bro. You bought a house. I don't give a damn how big it is, bro. Three bedroom, two bedroom, whatever. You bought a house. Do you know how many people have not? I've never bought a house. You bought a house. Coming, I go, bro, I'm so proud of you. Like, look where you came from. He's like, I know, man. I know. You know, and it's just, oh, gosh, man, it was so good to run into him. I, I needed to hear a story like that. I needed to I needed to find out that there was more people out there that I knew that were struggling that were making it. And uh, that just hit me hard, man. I was so happy for him. Uh, so I, I needed to share that with you guys because I know there are a lot of people out there because you guys have talked to me on my Instagram. You sent me messages. You sent me uh, DMs and whatnot, and and told me where you are at your life and where you're struggling. I need to share this with you because I know some of you are out there going through some similar stuff. If you've listened to this podcast or maybe you're a first time listener, uh, you need to go back, you know, to the beginning of this or, or go back to I believe it's episode 26 where I actually tell you how I was living through the pandemic and how I had to push through and 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 get to where I'm at now. Um, it's important for me to share these types of stories with you guys so you understand that life isn't perfect. Life isn't life is a perfect mess. It's it's your mess. It's my mess. You know, um, but we have the ability to turn it around and make our mess perfect just for us and, and, and do the work. Um, so I needed to share that with you guys. Uh, so, James, man, I love you. I'm really happy for you. Uh, if you're listening, I know you're on my Instagram now. If you happen to Take a listen to this podcast, man. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm so happy for you, man. I mean that with all my with all my fiber, man. I mean that. Um, the next one is, uh, you know, <laughs> I picked up another kid. Uh, I, I call everybody kid because I'm, you know, I'm about to be 47. So I feel like anybody under 30 is a kid to me. And it's not disrespectful. It's just anyone under 30. You know, I could probably you could probably be my kid. You know, like I've I've got friends that have twenty seven year old kids now. You know what I mean? So, um, so I pick up this guy and um, his name is Michael, uh, Mexican cat. You know, and he, he gets in the car and he's and I'm talking to him. Uh, you know, just you know, casual like, hey, how you doing? Oh, doing good. I just got back from camping. We're in Reno. So, oh, all right, cool. Small talk, right? And I'm driving, listening to. Uh, I think a podcast, and um, which is what I always do when I drive. I either listen to an audio book or podcast, and uh, and I can tell this guy wants to talk because he starts, he keeps making small talk. But the thing is, he's talking about going to school. He's like, "Hey, man, I got you know, I got um, I got all this homework. I just got back from camera. I got all this homework to do. And I'm dreading it." And I look at him. I go, "What are you going to school for?" He said, "Law enforcement." 
and he and he put a he had a big smile on his face. And uh, I look in his rearview mirror, in my rearview mirror, and I and I look back and I said, um, "Law enforcement." I said, "To become a police officer?" He said, "Yeah." And I go, "Man, I I got to commend you on that because." There's not a lot of people running towards that line of work right now. Matter of fact, a lot of people are running from it and a lot of people are leaving and retiring early. He goes, no, I know, I know, I know. I go, and to be honest with you, there's not a lot of people that look like you and me that are running to be a police officer. And because he's Latino, bald head, mustache, you know, just kind of goatee, you know, just, you know, not to be typical, but, you know, to be typical, <laughs> Uh, there's just not a lot of us running, run of you know, running to be a police officer. Um, so we start. I start asking him questions. I'm like, you know, what made you want to do that? And he goes, Well, my family. I have some family that's in there. And he goes, But he goes, Can I ask you something? And I go, What? Well, he goes, What do you think about it? I go, By you being a cop. He goes, Yeah. Like, what's your opinion? You know, being like Latino and from San Jose. And I said, uh, I said, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I said, and honestly, we need more people that look like us to be part of this because that's the only way things are going to get fixed. You know what I mean? I said, um, I think you need to go with what's in your heart uh, because there's a lot of people who are going to say things about you being an officer, about you going to the police academy or whatever. And you know why they have a lot to say is because they're still running around being jackasses. They know they're still out there doing certain stuff that they shouldn't be doing. So they got a big opinion about you being a cop. All right. Now, the people who are living their lives the way they're supposed to be living, you know, uh, being respectful uh, citizens and, and, and trying to raise their kids and trying to make an honest living and 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 stay out the way and not cause problems. Those people are going to commend you. Those people are going to push you. They're going to encourage you. I said, um, and those are the people that you need to make sure that you're in your corner. The rest of the people, you got to get those people out of your corner, man. You got to. I said, because those are the same people that complain about the, the police and, and say all cops are bad, all cops are bad. But then in the same breath, they complain that all cops look at you and I like gangbangers because of the way we look, because I have a shaved head, because I, um, you know, because I live in a certain area of the city, you know, and you can't accuse the cops of doing that to us and then go back and do it to them. You can't. We're not all gangbangers because we look the way we look, and they're not all uh, bad cops because they're part of the police uh, the police um, force. I said, I'm actually impressed that during these times that are so heated right now that you're running to, towards this, uh, towards this uh, career path. I commend you. And he goes, yeah, he goes, so my girlfriend, we met at, you know, we met at Evergreen College. He goes, uh, we're going... We're going to the academy together. I said, wait, so you met your girlfriend at Evergreen College and you guys are together and now you're going to go to the police academy together and become officers. He goes, yeah. And he goes, I go, man, that is, that's awesome. <laughs> that That is super awesome. He goes, yeah. He had a big smile. I go, listen, man, don't let nobody, don't let nobody tell you what to do. All right. If it's in your heart and you want, he goes, I want to make a change. He goes, I want to make a change, man. I want to, I want to change, um. I want to change my city. I want to change the way things are out here. Um, I want to be a positive impact. And I go, but listen, most most people go into that job with that same mentality. And then when they get there, things change. 
And they start to alter that because they're affected by what they see in the locker room before they go out to their shift. Just remember why you're going in there, okay? And don't ever let that shift because somebody tells you all the bad things that are behind the scenes that none of us know about. You remember to keep that in your head while you're there. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, man, I appreciate the talk. And, and that was that. His name was Michael, man. And, um, you know, and that was just a really, really, uh, it was a really good conversation. Um, you know, I had a, a, another guy, and it's, it's crazy. I'm going to skip through. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm kind of going through my notes right now. I'm going to get to another guy real quick. Um, there was another guy I picked up. His name was Miguel. And this story is kind of where I've been with my kids and, and how I've been trying to, uh, you know, recently look into getting them into jiu-jitsu and, and, and learning to um, to do that so they can defend themselves and, and, and know that they can control the situation should it ever arise for them. Um, I picked up this guy named Miguel and... Uh, of all places, if you're from the city that I'm from, you know Cadillac Drive. Cadillac Drive is a really tough area. Um, a lot of gang activity, just a lot of... Um, it's just a very tough area, man. Um, just a tough area of San Jose uh, and Campbell area. So I pick him up over there. It's, it's another young young Mexican cat, and uh, I'm taking him to work. And he starts talking about living in the area and wanting to learn to defend himself. Um and he starts because it comes up because I, I my car has boxing gloves in it. And uh, my kids got me for Father's Day a couple of years ago. And uh, so he asked me if I box. And I was telling him that, that it runs in my family, that my uncle boxed, my grandfather boxed. Um, and then um, I go, no, but I'm, you know, I don't box. I go, I just work out and I train and whatnot. Um, but I am looking to get my kids into jujitsu. And he's like, yeah, he's like, um do you know any boxing places I can learn? And, and I'm like, yeah, you want to learn how to, how to box? He goes, yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to learn, um, the proper way, you know, cause you know, we've been in street fights or whatever, but I want to learn the proper way. <clears throat> I go, you good? Or I go, oh, is there a particular reason? He goes, no, nah, I just, you know, there's just certain situations where, I've been in that, you know, I've had my girl with me or we've been places and I always wonder like if something happens, am I skilled enough to protect my girl and protect myself? I always question that and I don't want to question that. I want to know that I can. And he goes, so I just want to learn. So I started telling him about a boxing um, arena uh, that I seen, uh, a boxing center that I seen over in this part of San Jose and I told him about it. I actually looked it up on Yelp and gave him the number um, and then I Start, he asked me about jiu-jitsu. He's like, is jiu-jitsu better or what? I go, well, here's the thing, man. I go, most people will tell you who've been in fights and, and whatnot, especially street fights, most of them end up on the ground. So what I, my theory is this. Yeah, go to boxing, go to the boxing, um, the boxing spot and learn how to punch and learn how to set your feet and get ready and whatever and do all that. And it's good for cardio as well. Um, I go, but you also, I think the stronger thing is, is learning jujitsu, learning like the wrestling, learning grappling, because if you end up on the ground, which most situations do, uh, cause none of us, none of us are professional fighters. Um, 
I grew up knowing in high school that you don't want to fight somebody who wrestles. Why? Because they're going to wrap you up. They're going to put you in a hold you can't get out of. And you're going to be on the ground tapping out, praying they don't break your arm or something because that's just what it is. I said, and I feel like that's more important for you to learn than anything because it's not about striking. It's more about using their strength against them and wrapping them up and controlling the situation. So for my dollar, I say, yeah, go in there, learn to punch, learn to set your feet, whatever. But I would pay the money to go do jujitsu and learn that technique over anything because I feel like it's the most uh, useful. Uh, So he was like, He's like, yeah, man. He goes, I, I'm, I, I need to do that. And I go, well, you come from a, I go, I don't know how long you, you've lived there. I go, but your area is a tough area. He's like, yeah, no, it's, it's bad. He goes, I don't, he goes, like, I, I don't gangbang or anything. I don't have really no problems there. I know everybody there. He's like, but you just never know, man. You know, you, you just, things are so crazy now after the pandemic. I just, I want to feel comfortable going places knowing that I can protect me and I can protect my girl or Anybody who was with me, you know, said, yeah, man, you should. You should do that. And uh, there's another just another young cat who's just, you know, trying to better his life, trying to trying to put it in, the you know, his life in the best position possible so he can be safe. You know what I mean? So uh, that was a guy named Miguel um, that I had picked up as well. These are all like separate days of just driving. Um, let's see. Uh there's a funny there's a funny one though that I picked up so there's another guy so I forget the guy's so I think the guy's name was Jason now the funny thing is I'm, I'm listening to to a baseball podcast and we're talking about sports and all this stuff and this guy's drunk you know but he's not like wasted but you could tell he's been drinking so we start talking about baseball and he's like he's like yeah uh I coached uh Troy Tulowitzki and I'm driving through Santa Clara, and I'm like, wait a minute, Troy Tulowitzki, the shortstop from the Rockies? I go, and then he's with the uh, Blue Jays? He goes, yeah, I used to coach him. He goes, uh, you know him? I go, dude, Troy Tulowitzki is a, is a superstar, man. That dude is a stud. I, I said, I actually wished he played for the Giants at one point. And he's like, yeah. He's like, so I know a lot about baseball. He's talking, and... uh before he gets out of the car, he tells me, he goes, hey, you ever seen that movie Angels in the Outfield? And I said, yeah, when I was way younger. He goes, yeah, I'm in that movie. I'm number 13 on the Angels. He goes, um, also, if you look in that movie, there's a part where one of the A's, uh, one of the A's players gets hit in the nuts. He goes, that's also me. He goes, so, I don't know, just a little story I wanted to share with you. He goes, you seem like you love baseball. He goes, that's that's my little claim to fame. He goes, but if you watch Angels on the Outfield, that's me uh, in both of those scenes. I'm wearing number 13 on the Angels. He goes, and then I'm actually the, the guy in the A's uniform who gets uh, gets hit in the nuts. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, nah. He goes, anyways, man. He goes, I'm going to give you a tip. He goes, it was great talking to you, man. I love talking baseball. You have a good night. I said, you too, man. Um, I don't know, man. I just I share all these stories because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you understand why I like driving. I, you know, yeah, every now and then you you meet somebody who you're just like, this dude's a jerk or this person's a jerk or whatever. But most of the time with my experience and my personality, I usually meet people like this that love to talk and we just end up sharing interesting stories like this. Um, 
And if you look at my logo for the podcast, you'll notice there's a steering wheel on my logo. That steering wheel has to do with me driving Uber and Lyft. Um, so that, if you can tell, that, that has a big uh, impact on my life. It's part of who I am. Um, so that's why I like and you know enjoy stare, uh, you know showing sharing these stories with you guys and whatnot. Um, you know, church recently we um, I wanted to bring this up because uh, we, we're finally back in the church. We're no mass. We're doing all that. But church recently we had uh, the topic of being um, of cancel culture and 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 God wanting you wanting you to be exactly who you are. God wanting you to, to stand on your faith, to stand on, uh, you know, on who you are as a person, as a man, and, and who God knows you. Because when, you, you know, you can you can be a certain thing to the world. Like, let's say I was a super fake person and I'm portraying this person on my podcast. But when I'm off my podcast, I'm this completely different person. And you run into me in public and you're like, yo, that guy is nothing like his podcast. You know what I mean? God knows both versions of you, okay? Or however many versions you have of yourself, God knows them all, okay? But what the topic was is being who you are in God's eyes at all times. And the fear that people these days have in being canceled for being who you are in God's eyes. Um, and, And I'm bringing this up because... We had our little meeting after church because I was, you know, helping doing the sw- the video switching for our live broadcast. And so when we're done, the team has a meeting after church and we talk about what we could have done better or how we did and where we could improve and yada, yada, yada. Um, and then they asked about the sermon and what we thought. And my my take on this whole cancel culture thing was this. I said, I like the topic today. Um, and. I said, I'm really not a fan of people apologizing in the news for being who they are. Um, I am okay with people having a difference of opinions uh, than I have. I'm okay with people uh, not viewing the world the way I the way I view it when it comes to just the world or politics or, re- or religion or or how to raise kids or or same sex this uh, blah 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not afraid to have those conversations and and it doesn't make me want to cancel somebody. Um, and I don't like when people force people who have a difference of opinion to apologize. Um, I'm not big on that. I would rather you be exactly who you are and me understand that, hey, there's certain things that you and I can't talk about, but we can still be friends. We can still be cool Um, because I have my views and I would rather be canceled for being exactly who I am and who God accepts me for than being accepted by all these other groups who tell me, no, I want you to be, be like this, and I want you to be, be like that. I want you to believe this, and I want you to believe that. And as long as you do, you're good. We won't cancel you. I'm not going to live my life like that. Um, and so I was telling my pastor, I, I just don't like when I see people getting in trouble for saying certain things, and then them coming out with this statement saying, I apologize, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. No, I don't like when people do that. Don't apologize for being who you are, Okay. Those people have to get over it. If they don't like you, they don't support you, they don't have to support you. But going on this witch hunt, trying to cancel people because they don't see the world the way you do, it's ridiculous. So that was my take on that. Um, I figured I'd share that here with you guys. Um, I don't know how all you guys feel about that. 
Um, I just think that we're in a very sensitive time now where everybody just is looking for ways to get mad. People search social media for things to get mad about. People search online all day for people they can cancel. And once they find their target, they hone in on it and then they share it. And then next thing you know, the mob is coming trying to cancel somebody because they said something that they didn't agree with. Um, There are plenty of examples out there. I know if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to share any specific uh, examples. Um, but it happens almost weekly here, um, you know, online and it's, it's terrible. Um, I, someone asked me, what about if it's someone who's racist? It doesn't affect me. I'm sorry. I don't get, I don't get upset by the, yeah, I think they're idiots for being, if you're in 2021 and you're a racist, you're an idiot, but I'm not going to sit here. Hey, I want you to go and apologize to the world. It's, Hey, your opinions are your opinions, whatever, man. You know, whatever. I'm not going to go on some witch hunt and try to tell you to apologize. It is what it is. I, I move on with my life. I know I know what my relationship is with God. I know how I'm raising my kids and my life. Uh, how you feel about one color or another doesn't affect me. It doesn't. You bring it right to my front door, then we can talk about that. But when it's just some general statement, have at it, man. Good luck. God bless. Boom. Anyways, that's my take on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and before I, I jump off into the main topic, there was one thing that that I uh, that hit me the other day that I noticed. Um, we have a lot of people who uh, make excuses for life, make excuses for uh, not getting things done or not doing certain things about in their life. Um, and, uh, let's say, you know, like for instance, right now, my car is in the shop right now. I could stop living. I could stop, I could stop going to see my kids. I could stop, uh, exercising. I could stop, you know, living, doing what I'm supposed to do. Cause all oh, my car is done. I, I can't do anything. Or, uh, like right now, seriously, my right side is loopy. All right. If I move my head too fast, I get dizzy. If I lay down, it feels like the, the room is spinning. That's that's the nature of what I'm going through right now. I literally have a slight concussion. Uh, and hopefully it'll be gone in a few days. Now, I could sit here and lay and sleep the day away, not do the podcast, not do any. I even did a little light workout earlier today. I could do all that and say, you know, uh, or not do any of that and say, I'm just, oh, I can't. Woe was me. But I don't because uh, there's plenty of time to do that later. Um, the reason why I'm getting off in this is because I have noticed so much more recently uh, watching little old ladies, little old men with carts and walkers and whatnot running errands all day. I'm talking about carrying grocery bags from a store, having a little cart that's full of groceries, uh, having a walker getting to my Uber, having grocery bags, putting them in my trunk and then folding up their walker to get in the car. And I'm looking at all these people that are in their 80s and 90s. And I'm thinking, 
How many times do able-bodied young people like myself make excuses why they can't do that? It's too hot, or I'm tired, or I'm not going to carry my bags from the store. I don't have my car. Um, I'm not going to this. I'm going to walk, or my, my leg's broken. I'm going to cast. I can't move. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Uber eat, so I'm going to have someone deliver my groceries on Instacart. And I see people like this who get up every day, every day. Elderly, no excuses. I see, I see them in my neighborhood shopping. I see these little ladies walking with these little wire carts, not shopping carts, the little wire carts with the two big wheels on the side, and they got all these groceries in there. Ladies probably like 80 years old, sunglasses on, hat, and in the heat, and just pulling groceries, walking the entire way. And I'm thinking, do you know how many people my age and younger wouldn't do that? That would find an excuse as to why they can't do that. And here this lady is. They probably took her license away because she's too old to drive now. And she's still getting up every day doing her errands, doing what she's supposed to do. I share that because if you're someone who sits back and make excuses for everything every day, whether they're big excuses, small excuses, whatever, you're letting your life go by. You're letting your life go by and you're not even giving a fighting chance to make it any better. You're treating life like you have so much time here, so much time. And you don't. It's gone in the blink of an eye. We are not here very long. You say, well, right, you just talked about someone who's like 80, 85. That's a long time. No, it's not. I'll be 47 in September. Do you know how I don't even feel like I'm 30? I don't. But the reality is, I'm three years from turning 50. That is bananas to me. It's bananas to me. I just told somebody that, and they looked at me and couldn't believe my age. They said, wow, 50 is going to look crazy because when I was younger, I thought 50 was gray hair, big old belly, out of shape, just torn up skin, this and that. And look at you. You're 47. You're about to be 50 in three years. 50 is going to look crazy. I don't feel that old. So what I'm telling you is when I see people like that, I take note of that. I take note of that. I I, I didn't want to do the podcast. I'll be honest with you. I was laying there and I'm like, oh man, I got to knock one out. It's been a while and I got a lot to talk about. But I'm like, you know what? I got to do it. I got to do it. Let me get up. Let me get some water, let me eat, and uh, let me do this. I got to leave in a little bit to go watch the All-Star game with my son. But uh, yeah, I just, I got to do it. So I'm here. So I did. I did my workout. I, you know, I ate. I got one more little workout I got to do later. And I'm going to knock that out and um, make no complaints. Hopefully get my car back tomorrow and life is life. You know what I mean? Um, anyways. The topic of this whole thing, that leads me into, into this whole, if you noticed, everything that I was talking about was about life and people taking their lives and doing and taking them in certain directions. People trying to find a way to get better. People looking at certain careers. Um, you know, people just taking their lives and trying to figure out how to navigate to make them better. The kid wanting to be a police officer with his girlfriend. The kid wanting to learn how to defend himself. Um, and so he can prepare himself if he's ever in a situation, he knows how to control it. Um, you know, 
the guy that I used to work with, James, who who t- who took his life from the the absolute pit of hell to to now being a homeowner and raising his son to be a fine young man, um, you know, to to these elderly people getting up every day, doing the things that they need to do, shopping, uh, running errands, doing whatever it is, all these things. Um, and Andy, you know, running into Andy and Andy talking about getting in shape and how that, you know, tied into my life and me sharing my story and us connecting now. And he's all the way across the other side of the world now. And now we're connected on Instagram. And, uh, you know, and that's a good thing. These are all people who've taken the taken their lives and said, man, this is, I got to do these certain things. Andy was supposed to go to, to uh, Japan, I believe it was, to, to teach English for a year. And he ended up staying. He loves it. So he took his life, went one direction, thought it was going to stay there. And his life said, hey, by the way, we've got to change the plans. You're going to stay here another 10 more years. Uh, and I didn't even tell you this. The reason why Andy came here to the United States was to get vaccinated. <laughs> He said, I need to get vaccinated because it's a requirement and I can get the vaccination faster here. So he came here. He got vaccinated. Um, He knows my opinion on vaccinations. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I just don't do vaccines. I don't do the flu vaccine and I don't I'm not doing the covid vaccine. But um, he uh, he came here to do the vaccine, visited some friends and he was shooting back. So anyways, the, the topic of this whole thing is the life you live are the lessons you teach. Now, it's really simple. Let's say you're not a teacher. Let's say you're not someone who's good at teaching anybody anything. Okay? Let's say you're a father like I am. And you're like, I don't know how to teach, man. I'm not, I'm not good at teaching people. Like, I'm not good at teaching examples. I'm not good at any of that. The best way you can be a teacher is to live a life that you would be proud of to live a life that that when someone is is an onlooker to what you're doing they say i want to live like that i want to have the mentality that this that this person has i want to have the integrity this person has i want to have the drive they have i want to have the um the values that they have i want to live a life that's similar to them Now, when I say the life you live is the lessons you teach, I keep that in mind. That's how I live my life. So me being a father and having two sons that are 10 and 12 now, um, they don't see me drunk, getting drunk or being around uh, parties that that's all that's going on. Um, I don't take my kids to, uh, you know, kids parties that are undercover adult parties. And if you know what I mean, what I mean by that, there are parties that you go to that are supposed to be for kids, but they're really adult parties. And the kids party is like maybe 30 minutes or an hour of it. And then the rest of it's all adult party and they're drinking and doing the thing. You know what I mean? I don't do all that. Um, I don't um, I don't force my kids to do a bunch of adult stuff. I do a lot of kids stuff with them to keep them young. Um, I do a lot of physical activity with them. Um, and we just do a lot of things um, that cater towards them. Now, when we're not and they're just around me, they know the type of man I am. They see me reading. All right. They see me reading books all the time. They know in my backpack that I carry all the time. There's a book and a highlighter in there. 
Why? Because I read all the time. They know that I have a 32-ounce um, hydro flask with me at all times. Why? Because I drink a gallon of water every day. They know that I drink orange juice like it's going out of style. They know that I uh, intermittent fast, which means I don't eat for 16 hours. Then I have an eight-hour window to eat. They know this. They know that I eat, uh, that I take vitamins every day. They know that I take zinc, fish oil, uh, a multivitamin, uh, vitamin D, um, and let's see, what else? There's a few others that I take. <laughs> they know that I take all of these, um, and that's part of who I am. They know that I exercise every day, all right? Some days I go lighter, but they know that every day I'm doing something. They know that I go to church twice a week. I'm there on Sundays and Wednesdays. We have a men's group where um, I'm now going to be officially helping uh, to coordinate. They know that this is what I do. So my life and the life that I'm living is the lesson that I'm teaching them without going into detail and, and saying, hey, this is what you need to know. They're watching me and my life that I'm living is the lesson. Okay, this is what they're taking into the future, knowing that when their friends say, hey, how come you're this way or how come that way? How come you're this way? How come you're that way? How come you do the things you do? They're going to say, man, my dad's been doing that with us for a long time. You know, my dad's always. How come you guys are in good shape? You guys, you guys, man, I hate working out. How come you guys don't, you know, don't mind working out? I have my dad, man. My dad always worked out growing up. So we always worked out with my dad. You know, my dad's taught us about taking vitamins, taking care of ourselves. Uh, my dad's taught us all of that. You know, my dad, we read all the time. We were reading like 10 to 15 books a year. Why? Because my dad reads 20, 25 books a year. Um, so that's just what we do. Um, but why do you love God? You, you know, how come you believe in God? You know, you can't even, you, I tell my kids, it's like, people are going to ask you, why do you believe in something you can't see? You know, and their, their reply is because I know what he's done in my life. I've watched him, what he did to my dad. I watched how he changed my dad's life. And I know what he's done for us as a family. That's why I believe. Like, I'm trying, what I want you guys to understand is the life you live is the lessons that you're teaching, okay? So if you live a life where you're a habitual liar, if you are someone who continues to flake on your commitments, if you're someone who drinks and does drugs, if you're someone who's stays out late partying, if you're someone who's a womanizer, if you're someone who cheats, if you're someone who is physical, if you're someone who cusses all the time, if you're someone who is always gone, just not taking care of your responsibilities and doing what you do, um, these are all the things that you are teaching without really teaching. Do you understand what I mean? You're teaching them subconsciously because they're watching you. Not only are your kids watching you, but your wife or your girlfriend's watching you. And everybody around you is watching you. Your co-workers, your friends and family. And the life that you live is the lessons that you're teaching. What I mean by that is this. People are watching you. And they're gauging how they can be around you. So if you don't have any boundaries and, and let's say you're running around and you're a piece of shit to your wife, then guess what? Everybody around you that was curious how they could be around you, not sure, they start getting a little loose because they're like, oh, 
okay, I can be, I can really be me now. Start cracking, start cracking jokes about the women that walk by when your wife's not around. You know what I mean? Start saying something like, hey, man, wouldn't you, would you like to knock that down over there? You know what I mean? Like you start getting real loose, okay? Because they're learning how you are. So they're learning, okay, I can, I can be more loose around this guy. I can talk like this because he obviously is like that. So I can talk like that. So what you're doing is people are learning each other, okay? They're learning each other. They're learning how, how to engage with you. They're learning what is okay when they're around you. Okay. The life you live are the lessons you teach. Okay. That goes in work. That goes in your personal life. That goes in anything that you do. Okay. Anything that you do. I heard somebody say, and I, gosh, I wish, um, I wish I could remember this. Um, someone recently said, and I'm trying to remember who said this. Joe Rogan. I don't know if he got it from somebody. Joe Rogan said, if you live your life like there is a camera on you at all times, like someone is recording your story from where you are to your triumph and all the stuff that you're going through, if you live your life like that, you'll make better decisions. If you live your life like someone is constantly recording you from the beginning of your day to the end of your day, then you will make better decisions if you treat your life like it is a documentary, like it is a story about you. That sounds really crazy, right? It's not. If you live your life like someone is filming a documentary of where you came from to where you're going to, then you will try to get better every day. You'll try to be the best version of you. Why? Because you want the very end of that story to be one of triumph, to be one that people brag about, to be one that people talk about and say, man, that person lived a great life. Man, that person had an amazing life. They went from here to there. And all these things happened in between it and they made it. Man, that was a great life. That's what he means. That's part of the reason why I started this podcast. Because I needed, I, I needed to... I needed an outlet to talk about the things that I had went through in my life. I needed an outlet. And this was it. To share it with the world, to share it with you, to not hide from any of my past failures, my cracks, my, my pain, um, things that I failed at, things that I was a piece of shit for. Stop hiding from it. Just live it. Because this is part of my story. But during this whole time doing this podcast from episode one to whatever episode I get to, hopefully that last episode, people see that change where they're just like, dude, that that dude went from here to there. Like, you have to listen to this. Listen to where he came from. I live my life like that every day, like I'm like I'm constantly being recorded, like someone's watching me. And some days I fail, man. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Some days we fail. Some days we make bad decisions. Sometimes we hang with people we shouldn't be hanging with. Sometimes we talk to people we shouldn't be talking to. Sometimes we interact with people we shouldn't interact with physically. I know. Trust me. But if you learn from your mistakes... And learn from that and get better each time. 
That's the that's the point. Now, if you keep going back, making the same mistakes, you're not learning. You're not getting better. All right. So I'm going to go back to it. The life you live are the lessons you teach. Think about what you're doing in your life right now. I'm not judging. My life is not perfect, man. Anybody who listens to this that knows me outside of this podcast, you guys know that. My life is not perfect. I struggle with a lot of things. But if you look at your life and can sit back and say, if my kids are watching or somebody's watching me right now, they would say, this person every day is living a good life, is getting better every day. The lessons that I'm learning by watching them live are, are priceless. If you can do that, if your kids can do that, and if you think people watching you can do that, then you're living a great life. And I say keep on going. But if you're not, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to stop, put, put the brakes on everything and say, I got to fix this. Because the consequences of you not fixing it and raising kids are devastating. Okay. That that link, that, that chain link that I talked about, podcast, bunch of podcasts ago, that link stays locked together. Just stays locked together. And what you're trying to do is make sure you break that chain link and start your own. All right. So if you can look at your life and say, I'm confident that the life I'm living right now is teaching great lessons to not only my kids, but to people that are watching me, then my hat's off to you. And if you're not, I encourage you to sit back and make changes. I promise you, I have to do it every day. All right. I get up every day and there are things that I'm not good at, that I failed at and I, that I need to get better at. Um, I just have to. So every day I'm trying to, to get better at my life. So the lessons that I'm teaching everybody around me or people that are watching are good lessons. All right. That's all I have. This has been episode 39 of the Perfect Mess Podcast. I am Ray Molina. You can hit me at raymolina.com. Uh, my Instagram is at it's Ray Molina. And the podcast uh, Instagram is at the Perfect Mess Pod. All right. Um, I don't do uh, anything, any advertising or anything. I know people have hit me to do donations and whatnot. Uh, if you feel so inclined, I do use Cash App and any donation is always appreciated. My Cash App is dollar sign. It's Ray Molina. All right. Um, again, like I always say, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it's a mess. But for me, it's the perfect mess. All right. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day or night wherever you're at. And uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. Love you. God bless. Peace. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect mess is my perfect mess